0: your nerves are skyrocketing. The direction of your future could be riding on this moment. If things go poorly, you don't want to think about what the consequences will be. But the time has come, ready or not, here it goes. You step into that office for the big interview with your potential future boss. You step into that classroom to take the ACT exam. You step into the stage lights for your big audition. You approach your girlfriend's father to ask for her hand in marriage. You've had moments like this, I think. When you come face to face with a person or a situation that could determine the immediate future, how do you feel? Do you feel peaceful as you step into that office for the interview, into the classroom for an exam? Did a a warm feeling of peace just flow over you as you got ready to pop the big question to your future father-in-law, fill in the first blank on the ACT exam? I'm guessing peaceful is not the word you'd use to describe your emotions at that moment. Uh, Nerve wracking, heart pounding, maybe terrifying, not peaceful. So, how nervous will you be then when you come face to face with your God? God who will not be determining just your immediate future, but, but your eternity. God's a little more than just a future father-in-law or a future boss. He's your creator, the, the one who gave you life. And when he did that, he had, he had a specific purpose for you in mind. To give glory to him and to bring beauty to this broken world. So, are you ready to meet him? Are you ready even if you're on your deathbed, to meet your God? Will you be at peace when Jesus comes back that second time on the last day, if you're still around for it? I know, it's a a big question to tackle today, an important question. Let's start with this. Before you enter a big stressful situation, you'll feel a lot better about it if you've prepared beforehand. Before going into that interview, if you've prepared by polishing your resume and thinking through what you're going to say, you'll feel a lot better than if you go in there and just decide to wing it. The same thing goes for if you're taking an exam, you're having an audition, or a big scary conversation with the future father-in-law. Peace comes through preparation. Preparation takes the edge off a big, stressful moment. And, and really, this is the same, the same thing then that applies to when you come face to face with God. Peace requires preparation. Since the first Christmas came 2,000 years ago, we we're all kind of here waiting now for Jesus to come back a second time on the last day. But when Jesus came that first time, the very first Christmas Eve, God did send somebody to prepare the way for Jesus. He sent a prophet. His name was John the Baptist. John's task, prepare people's hearts to meet their Savior, Jesus. The gospel writer, Luke, he he gives us plenty of detail about when this is all taking place. You can see he, he lays out a bunch of rulers on an empire and a local level. You maybe recognize some of those names up there. They come into the story later in the Bible. And I think this, this might be why Luke is possibly my favorite gospel writer because he, he always makes it very clear that the story of Jesus' life is part of history, not just mythology. He takes us right into the story, and we can, we can really pinpoint with a lot of accuracy this is taking place in the year A.D. 26 or 27. It's pretty cool. And so, as the history goes, John began his work in the wilderness area around the Jordan River. And this, this humble-looking guy wearing camel clothes and eating locusts and honey... He actually had a really profound message to share. John was preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Essentially, John was telling people to prepare their hearts to meet Jesus by repenting. Prepare with repentance. So so what does it mean to repent? Repent. That word repent literally means to turn. So, repenting is a, a turning away from sin and a turning toward God and His will. Repentance is a 180 degree turn. Turn away from sin, turn to God. This repentance would prepare your heart to meet Jesus. This This is what John's baptism was all about. He was was working this baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. See, a person who repents has changed their mind about sin. They, They recognize their sin, realize they've disobeyed God, and then kind of leads to the next thing, to admit the sin, be sorry for it, and want to get rid of that sin. But it's the second part of that turning that brings forgiveness turning towards God and trusting that he will cleanse us that's what John's baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins was all about when when John baptized someone it didn't just you know if they already repented then give them forgiveness his baptism actually worked repentance in people's hearts They would admit their sin and they'd get the cleansing they need with the waters of that that baptism. A person baptized then could could go in peace knowing my heart is ready, prepared to meet my coming Savior. I think you've, you've all experienced repentance in action in your life at some point, whether or not you labeled it as repentance. Right, sometimes you just you need to get everything out in the open. Maybe you nicked a car in a parking lot but then drove off. Maybe frustration got the better of you at work, you said something to a coworker, you maybe shouldn't have said. Maybe it's a little worse than that. Maybe there's a hidden secret that needs to be admitted to a spouse before a marriage comes under fire holding on to our anger or trying to just sweep our sins under a rug and just ignore them, you know that doesn't help anything. It only makes it worse. And so we we need to repent. We need to get everything out in the open so that, that that step of healing can come because the guilt monster comes when you try to hide sin, right? It just eats away at you and makes you feel awful for what you've done. Guilt shatters the peace that your heart needs. That's why repentance is important. As painful as it is, sometimes you just need to get it all out in the open. And it's really hard admitting a mistake to someone. It's especially hard to to come clean to the person whom you've wronged. But you know that ignoring the problem only makes the problem worse. Like if you find... Some rotting floorboards in your house. Maybe don't pretend like you never saw it. You probably should handle that as quickly as you can before you have a a much bigger problem on your hands. Kind of the same with us. We got to address our problem to, to repent of our sin and ask for forgiveness from others and from God. Only forgiveness can give you the peace your heart is seeking. Only forgiveness can give you the peace your heart is seeking. Never underestimate those words, I forgive you. They're so powerful. The, the peace that comes when someone says to you, I forgive you. Even when they know what you've done. Repentance prepares us to meet our Savior, meet God It's also something we do on a human level with other humans. But really what we're talking about here is repentance prepares your heart to meet your God. You just got to get everything out in the open and turn to Jesus for forgiveness. Only then can we find the peace that our heart is seeking. We want to get all those barriers off the road to our heart so that Jesus and his forgiveness can have a straight shot to our hearts. that's what these words from Isaiah, the prophecy in verses four to six are all about here. As it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah, the prophet, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, John the Baptist, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. Every valley shall be filled in, every mountain and hill made low, the crooked road shall become straight, the rough ways smooth. And all people will see God's salvation In ancient times, roads used to be built or improved before a king would travel to a distant country. The king was supposed to have a nice, smooth, easy ride from one place to another. And the more important, the more well-loved the king, the bigger and better his highway. You could tell a lot about a king by looking at the road that was built for him. Of course, Jesus... The best king deserves the greatest road there is. And that was John the Baptist's job, to prepare the way for the Lord. And and there was some major landscaping to do, right? The the valleys filled in, the mountains cut down, the, the rough patches made smooth, everything straightened out. Have you ever tried filling in a valley? How much dirt does that take? Or ever tried leveling a mountain? Some major work that's got to happen here to level things out. And of course, John isn't paving a physical road out in the wilderness for Jesus. John was not called to do landscaping. John was there to prepare people's hearts, to pave their hearts for Jesus to enter there. John was not a landscaper. You could say he was a heartscaper. He prepared people's hearts to meet their Savior. He did that by preaching about repentance and forgiveness. Repentance opens the door for forgiveness because repentance cuts down those mountains of sin. It fills those, those valleys of, of guilt when we straighten out our crooked hearts then we can really turn from our sins and turn to God for the, the forgiveness that we need. But you better believe this, that there's a lot of major heartscaping to do. And it might mean making a lot of big changes. Sometimes the barriers surrounding our heart, the mountains, valleys, rough patches, are not easy to pave we, we might have half-hearted repentance, the kind of sorrow over sin that like a child would have, giving an insincere apology to a sibling. I'm sorry, okay. Or sometimes we have those hills of sin. We might get rid of them, but man, by the next day, it's piled up as a mountain again. We can't straighten every crooked thought of our hearts. We've got hidden sins tucked away. The thought of confessing them to someone, that's unthinkable. Maybe we do, we do get rid of some sin out of our our life, but leave the door of our heart open just a crack, just in case it wants to come back in. Repentance prepares us to meet our God, but we quickly realize we can't pave our heart roads the way we're supposed to. And some obstacles, they're just too big for us to remove on our own. This is why I wanna point out a subtle change in verbs here in these verses, right? We are told we are to prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him, a command, do this. But notice the change in the next verses. These next verbs in verse five, they're not commands, they're facts, they're statements. The paving of this heart road is something that shall be done. Every valley shall be filled in. Every mountain and hill made low. The crooked roads shall become straight. The rough ways shall become smooth. This little change of verbs makes a huge difference. See what's going on here? God himself does the leveling, straightening, and paving of his own highway. All mankind will see God's salvation. God paves his own way to your heart through his son, filling you with, with both the repentance and the forgiveness that you need. I guess you could say that Jesus is the dynamite that removes all the obstacles on that road to your heart. Nothing can stand in his way. Jesus is dynamite. You have the person paving the way to your heart. It's Jesus, the best heart heartscaper there is. Jesus, you know, he, he could be singing the lyrics to that song, you know. Ain't no mountain high enough. Ain't no valley low enough to keep me from getting to you. Jesus prepares our hearts with both repentance and forgiveness. He gives both of those to us. Could it get any better? I I think this is one of the great secrets of repentance that gets missed a lot. Repentance is God-worked. Repentance, this turning from sin, is something that God himself produces in us. Before we ever turned to God, he already turned to us. When your heart is burdened by that guilt monster, Jesus cries out to you, turn to me, receive the forgiveness I've I've already prepared for you. I've already paved my way to your heart with the dynamite of my cross and my resurrection. We turn to God because Jesus has has already turned to us. Repentance brings forgiveness and forgiveness brings peace. All three of those things, repentance, forgiveness, and peace are all things that God works in you. Jesus works repentance in you by paving his way to your heart. He works forgiveness in you from the cross. Jesus works peace between you and God through that forgiveness. This is the peace the angels were singing about on that first Christmas Eve. Words that you're going to hear in just a couple weeks. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace. Not peace between nations. Peace between God and you. God gave you the, the gift of peace wrapped in those cloths, lying in a manger, the gift of peace. You don't have to be nervous or afraid when you meet your God. You don't have to be nervous or afraid when he comes again on that second coming, the last day. You don't even have to be nervous or afraid at the time when you lie on your own deathbed. You're fully prepared. You've got nothing to worry about. You are prepared to meet your God because you've already met your Savior. Amen.